We are back. The immortal Mae West, as reported on this program, once said, Marriage is a great institution, but I'm not ready for an institution. They're not married, but Paul Robbins and Phil Cowan have been a Sacramento area institution for two decades on Y92 5 FM. Perhaps they agree with the immortal Mae West, or perhaps Phil got tired of arising at 4 a.m., but this week, Paul and Phil became Paul and Phil. In fact, their last broadcast as a team occurred this morning. Now, Paul Robbins and Phil Cowan are not going anywhere, really, but they've decided to appear at separate times on separate stations. Phil has snagged a considerably more sleep-friendly 10 a.m. slot on KSTE AM. We've been meaning to chat with these gentlemen for some time, and on the principle of better late than never, we snuck into the green room at KXJZ yesterday to chat with them while they were waiting to go on to Insight with Jeffrey Callison. Uh, this correspondent wasn't quite sure whether that was strictly kosher in the world of radio, a little bit of air piracy, but uh, uh, producer Benjamin Jonas Keeling uh, generously said that he thought that would be just fine. So I went in, introduced myself, said hello, welcomed them to Radio Parallax, and turned on the machine. Thank you very, Thank much. very much. I was surprised to learn you guys both went to Santa Rosa, J.C. and Sac State. Were you thinking about being a team way back in the 70s? No, no. Uh, the, the whole thing was fairly accidental, and, uh, and also probably not that entertaining a story. But We, uh, yeah, we knew each other. Yeah, then, we, were, but... we were geeks on the speech team together. Just friends then. Rivals and friends. You know, a little. Maybe a little. We, we both like to win. I don't know how often we uh, we ran into each other in competition, though, you know. Yeah, not that often. But uh, this whole thing started because of our friend Paul Kinney, who um, made a feature last year. He was doing a project that, in fact, was funded through the Department of Education. It was operated um, through KXPR, where we were producing um, educational radio dramas broadcast on an FM subcarrier to several uh, middle schools here in the area. It was like 1980. Yeah, okay. a long and, time ago. And he hired us because he knew us to work on the thing. And when it was over, we decided we wanted to keep working together. And we did some live comedy for a while. We were trying to do some uh, commercial production to make ends meet. And somebody offered us a radio show. Well, I, you know, I saw you, the two of you guys, in a, in a rather low-budget film with, with Mr. Kinney. And, uh, and our mutual friend Eric DeSeeds was in that as well. And I thought the... Uh, the comedic ensemble clicked very well. I hope we'll see more of that in the future. Oh, I wouldn't oh, hold my breath. Acting, nobody there. We are not. Uh, we are not c- considering any current offers. I did think the the group scenes in that movie were a lot of fun. Yeah, I would second that. If anyone gets a chance to see the movie titled "Making Something Up," that's it. Yeah, snag it. it it's Eric Decidus' vehicle all the way. <laughs> We think of you as a, a radio team, but you have been stand-up comics, television hosts. You've, you've been in the films we mentioned. You've won Emmys as the answer guys on the Discovery Channel. Paul, you wrote a play, and you both got great reviews as stage actors. Uh, question for both of you. Are, are you planning more extra radio stuff in the future? Yeah, you, know, you never know. I, I would say yes. I mean, radio is fun. It, if you do it right, it doesn't take up all your time. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't mind writing another play. I've kind of got it into my head to try writing a book in the next couple of years. But uh, but radio is what put food, puts food on the table. I'm sorry I missed you guys because you did get great reviews. It's revival, maybe? Any chance you'd do that last play we did again? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, it, it's fun. I might consider it now that I don't have to get up as early. Um, but... You know, my my whole thing with leaving the morning show is I wanted to do less. 
not more. <laughs> well, you know, live radio is notorious for the mishaps that can happen. Uh, what would you consider the most spectacular instance of things going awry? We have been fortunate to have, you know, few big disasters. Uh, a couple of times I misspoke because I'm the last guy you'll ever hear saying something naughty on or off the air. And, uh, and uh, a couple of times I misspoke and just words came out in the wrong order and I appeared to have said something just, just flat out raunchy. And, and when that happens, your goal is to see how quickly you can get to the commercials. And, and, and Phil would not let me. Um, I, you know the instance I mean in particular. What? Uh, you know, misspeaking. You know, Phil has a couple of good instances of uh, thought the microphones were off. Um, no, no, nothing tragic, but, I mean, obviously, but slightly embarrassing. Obviously, we never did anything that got us fired. We lasted this long. Fair enough. Uh, you're famous for your stunts. I, when I read Sam McManus's B article, I was intrigued to note that you once inflated 1,200 helium balloons to lift your producer over the radio station's roof. Can you talk about that? Oh, yeah, we just got to, I don't know who brought it up. We wondered, you know, how many balloons it would take to lift a human being off the ground. And the questions it, have been answered. Turns out about 1,200. The same guy. They were pretty big balloons. We used too. to really abuse him. Uh, you will recall 10 years ago, maybe, they put up a sign. You know, Highway 50, U.S. Interstate 50, right. ends in Sacramento. You know, well, here where it merges. U.S. 50. It's not part of the interstate. Yeah, U.S. 50. Yeah. Ends here in Sacramento. It doesn't quite make it to San Francisco. It merges in with 80 right here, and it's done. Right. It terminates in Ocean City, Maryland. And for a film, like in the 60s or 70s, they, they put up a sign in Ocean City, Maryland that really? said, Sacramento, 3,052 miles. And I don't know why, but about 10 years ago, it occurred to us to put a sign over here that says the same thing. Ocean City, Maryland, 3,052 miles, or, or some number close to that. So and what's we, your guys doing? No we, no, we didn't have anything to do with that. They put the sign up, and we thought, well, why should we believe them? And we got a cheap rental car and put our morning show producer in it and had him set the odometer at zero as he passed that sign, and we made him drive to Maryland and check the, check the odometer. The verdict? Right on the money. Right on the stinking money. And then we made him come back and be at work Monday. Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst part of that it. That was pretty good. Uh, although, well, you know, actually, if you want to talk stunts, the best best stunt, biggest stunt we ever did was the, um, the motorcycle ride with the Paul and Phil's Midlife Crisis Tour, and we rode Harleys from Sacramento to New York broadcasting the whole way. Sounds like fun. It wasn't. Was, no, it was a lot fun. of work. It wasn't fun at all. Miserable. It's a grind when I mean, you're riding that much on a bike. They were good broadcasts, but it was horrible. Oh. Just a horrible thing to do. Wow. Could you pick, uh, you've done so many, but can you pick a favorite interv interview, um, Phil? You know, guests that we've had on, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think anybody that was a, a bad interview might be a better question. I'll tell you what, and Paul and I differ here. Hmm. Paul hated him. <laughs> I thought David Cassidy was a great interview because you'd ask him a question and he'd just go. And usually it was about himself <laughs> and how bitter he was to still be looked upon as, as Keith Partridge and, and how that held back his career and he just hated it and he didn't want to be Keith Partridge anymore. But, boy, he was an easy interview. He was easy to get started. And the other side of that coin is, you know who was a great interview? Donny Osmond. Because Osmond was here, here's two similar careers, you know, and and actually Donnie's bigger than David Cassidy's. Yeah. But Donnie didn't mind talking about the fact that he was Donnie Osmond. I mean, part of the reasons that he's interesting is because when he was 14, we all knew who he was. And David Cassidy, he didn't want to talk about Partridge family. Well, hey, Dave, you don't want to talk about Partridge family? Well, then why would you be here? 
Come on, you're the Partridge Family talk guy. About his new career. Da, 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 and similarly, uh, Dustin Diamond, who was a really good interview, he's doing stand-up now, the kid that played Screech on Saved <laughs> by the Bell. We talked about that. I said, does it bother you? And he said, no. He said, people come up and ask me for autographs all the time. And he said, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, it's when they don't know who you are that you have reason to worry. <laughs> well, I imagine you both are tired about all the talk about the split, however amicable it's turning out to be, but I I thought I might go out by asking you both which question you want an interviewer to ask, and then as radio and comedy guys, uh, pose the question and respond. What question do we want to be asked? Yes, what question are you dying for someone to have asked you? Wow! I've never spent any time thinking about that. Phil, you go first. I've never had either. Um, I want someone to ask me, how'd you get those muscles so big? (laughs) And no one's ever asked it. Or, or I, I would like somebody to ask me, how late are you going to sleep on Monday? <laughs> That's a good one. How late are you going to sleep on Monday? I will set the alarm for six. I, I expect to be awake before then. And Paul, where'd you get those muscles? Th- thank you so much. You know, you wouldn't believe the amount of work that has gone into this physique. And no steroids. Not a one. He goes to 24-hour Nautilus and works out for 26 hours. <laughs> Paul Robbins and Phil Collins. Still Paul and Phil, even if not Paul and Phil. Starting Friday, Paul Robbins can be heard as usual on Y92FN in the early morning drive slot, while Phil Collins can be heard at 6.50 a.m., 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. to noon. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you both for speaking with us. Thank you. My pleasure. Anyway, that was pretty fun. Uh, we wish both these guys well in their respective uh, ongoing radio careers and hope that uh, you know either or both may again appear on this program in the future, and, and who knows, maybe, maybe someday we'll appear on one of theirs. Certainly want to thank once again the good people over at Capital Public Radio. They've always been very supportive of us here at KDVS, very complimentary about the work that we do here. And I know that uh, a lot of the folks there um, do listen to what, uh, what we produce here. After all, you know, you know, you you don't get the usual sort of stuff on radio stations here on 90.3 FM, but then you know that that's that's why you listen. And I hope some of you are earlier this afternoon caught our very own Dr. Andy Jones uh, appearing on the Insight program. They were discussing the matter of yearbooks, how they appear to be going out of style, and our own Dr. Andy appeared to know quite a bit about that subject and was therefore uh, a very good guest for Jeffrey Callison. All right, joining us now in the program is our frequent guest and fellow public affairs host and up till last week, the general manager here at KDVS, Stephen Valentino. Welcome back, Steve. And good afternoon to you, Doug. Well, you, you've now basically retired, as it were, after two years at the helm. That must feel pretty good. Yeah, well, I don't have anything to do now. I don't know <laughs> what to do with myself. <laughs> Finals? Well, yeah, I have those, but I mean, you know, school, I guess, is kind of important, but, you know, I keep waiting for someone to call at like 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, telling me that the tower's on fire. I'm sure you can make arrangements. Yeah, I guess we could do something about that if we wanted, but I'd rather not. Well, it seems that uh, one of the major advances of your tenure here has been uh, the issue of of the tower and and moving KDVS's broadcasting... uh, um, to a better location. Can you talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, we're looking at expanding our uh, coverage into the Sacramento area because I know as some of our listeners may be aware, reception can be difficult to get. Citrus Heights can be miserable on Highway 80. Yeah, that can be bad. Um, Roseville, we have we have trouble getting up into Roseville. Um, and so what we're trying to do is we're going to move our tower towards the east of town and then go up an extra 300 feet, hopefully, and radiate a bunch of power into the Sacramento area and, and clear up our signal out there. Well, that, that should make, uh, I think, life better for all KDVS listeners. I would hope so. Now, now Todd Yerick's been working on this, and, and others, we should mention, have been working on this for quite some time. Yeah, this has really been a, a two-year project um, that we've had to, it, it's been, you know, we've looked at different sites all over the valley. You know, I've been microwaved plenty going to different towers and examining <laughs> sites, and so I'm glad that we finally found a place that will work for us. <laughs> And we're also we're working with a group that, that Todd has also started called Common Frequency um, that's aiming to, to start up radio stations around the state and around the country. Well, bravo to Todd for that. I know we keep trying to talk about it, but he's busy in transition. And it's always people don't realize how tough it is to go from one show to another, and there's a lot going on in the, uh, in the booth, and we haven't been able to pull that off. Well, but he's a great guest, so you should, you should get him at some point. Well, by God, we will. Just lure him in with potato chips <laughs> so it works with me. <laughs> What other things can you can you tell us about looking back on two years? We we actually just recently uh, started a record label at KDVS, which is a first for for college radio. So I'm really happy about that. So we're going to be putting out releases under the KDVS name of of local artists and musicians. Um, and so I think that's a really great way for KDVS to to support the local art scene beyond what we're already doing. And we've also had really successful fundraisers in the last two years. Um, I have to thank the listeners for really helping out and pitching in. Um, we've gone the last two years from, I think, fundraiser totals in the mid-50s to almost $70,000 this year. So that I've just been thrilled about that. And, you know, all of this wouldn't be possible without the great volunteer staff that we have down there. And so I just want to thank everyone who's been a part of KDVS these last two years to, to help make the station such a success. Well, it's a long list, and you hate to leave anybody out. And we, <laughs> we even start naming names. You probably feel bad that you do. You, you might. But, uh, you, you know, this might be a chance to cite some people that have been especially uh, prolific of late. Oh, my goodness. Okay, yeah, this is going to turn into like a 20-minute Oscar. Okay, then okay, let, let's scrap that plan. <laughs> um, any, anything else? Um, no, I mean, you know, just thanks to everyone. And, and there's been so much that, that's happened in this last two years, and it's been such a great experience for me to work with everyone and to, to have this opportunity to be on the air and, and, and be a part of this community. So I just, again, thank you to everyone. You know, one thing that I think is sort of an open secret down here at the radio station that perhaps a lot of the listeners out there don't know about is something we probably should sort of let the cat out of the bag on. What do you think? I Probably it's about time for that, yeah. Yeah, well, it turns out by coincidence, and it is a coincidence in a very odd way, uh, uh, you're my nephew. Yeah, how ironic is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I want to assure our listeners, of course, that Doug has received no benefit from being related to management. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, um, although you do owe me a couple thousand dollars for those dinners you charged on the company dime. <laughs> People are going to think you're serious. <laughs> Uh, no, it is really an odd coincidence that I think is worth remarking on for a minute that simultaneously I, I decided as a uh, middle-aged physician and you as a high school student to get involved in radio, uh, you at KZFR in Chico and, and me with Community Access here in Sacramento. And then we both just kind of arrived at KDVS at the same time. And I should clarify that I did get there before you were a student. That's true, that's true, but I was there technically the summer before I was a student. Well, yes, but you weren't in radio. That's, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, I mean, it does seem really odd. Like, somebody must be doing favoritism to someone else here. But oddly enough, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a coincidence theory. Well, you know, nepotism or not, you do a great show, Doug. Well, I, I appreciate that very much, boss. I must say, for my part, I do find it to be rather curious that you followed my footsteps here to UC Davis and, and you actually wound up as my boss on the radio station. Life is odd. It definitely made for some interesting Christmases. Well, I think that in some sort of odd way, we should thank uh, my, my departed dad and, and your grandpa for his genetic component. It must must have something to do with this. Yeah, just a, a desire to be heard and, <laughs> and booming voices. I guess so. Well, you are, you're headed off to New York this summer as an intern. Yeah, actually, I'm leaving in like 24 hours, Doug. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be working with uh, Satellite Radio, Sirius OutQ, um, in Rockefeller Center in uh, Manhattan. So I'm just absolutely thrilled about that. I'm going to be living in, you know, a really dirty apartment in Brooklyn, but I think it's going to be exciting. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's good to know that KDVS hat now has a correspondent in the Big Apple. More than happy to call in and let you know what's going on out there, Doug. We'll, we'll be expecting some reports. And, and to get showed around, by the way, when your uncle shows up in, in, in Manhattan. Of course. Right to the, right to the company president, Sirius. Yeah, see if you can, can you arrange a little luncheon with uh, Howard Stern while I'm there? I'm actually going to be working on the same floor as Stern, so I don't know how that's going to work out, but it should be interesting. All right, Steve. Well, best of luck uh, in, in New York City, and uh, I guess you'll be back here in the fall. Yes, I will be back in the fall briefly, and then just to finish up my degree, you know how funny those things can be sometimes. Oh, picky, picky. Yeah, I know, I know. All these thousands of dollars for what? Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would just that, say, don't, don't rush into anything. I, I don't plan on it. <laughs> <laughs> as long as your mom is still willing to, to chip in. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may be rapidly approaching the end of that. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, saying goodbye to KDVS temporarily and shoving off to uh, to the East Coast of the United States, our former general manager, Stephen Valentino, uh, also one of our public affairs hosts. Thank you, Doug. I hope to talk to you soon. Good uh, luck over the summer. All righty. This is Radio Parallax on KDVS 90.3 FM. Let's take a short break. New York, New York, these vagabond shoes. 